0: This is episode 24 on the Millennial Life School podcast on how to replace bad habits with good habits. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Millennial Life School podcast where it's all about inspiring and encouraging 20 to 30-something-year-olds as we figure life out together. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another Friday catch-up session on the Millennial Life School podcast. Today, I want to talk about something that's very practical for anyone who wants to change a bad habit in their life and to start creating a better, more healthful life habits. So whether it's to stop smoking or to stop procrastinating or whatever it is, I'm going to teach you how you can essentially hack your brain to create a lasting change. Oftentimes, when we think about changing something, we think about changing but we find it really difficult to change and we start to revert back to our old habits i think one common thing that i find with a lot of my clients is that you know people really want to start waking up earlier and to be more productive but they start to beat themselves down because they just feel really discouraged cuz they find waking up to be extremely difficult or for example, one of my clients, you know, she wants to stop smoking, but obviously, you know, smoking is also one of those habits that a lot of people find it really difficult to quit. But I feel like this episode will be something that will be really helpful for anyone so that you can start to understand how we can start to shift our habits and behaviors, our behaviors are actually rooted in our nervous system in form of neural connections or in other words neural associations. So just thinking about changing is not going to be enough. You, you have to start really training your mind so that it can start to associate massive pain to the old habit you do not want and to start associating massive pleasure to the new habit that you actually do want in your life. This is a technique taught by Tony Robbins in his book, Awaken the Giant Within. He talks about the science of neuroassociative conditioning, NAC, in chapter six of his book, which I'm going to be sharing with you guys on this episode. There are six steps to effectively change your behavior. Step number one is to decide what you really want, and what's preventing you from actually having it now. So one thing that I find with some of the clients that I talk to is, you know, when I hop on a call with them, they start to tell me all these things that they do not want in their life. They tell me, oh, like, yeah, my, my job sucks. I'm so stressed out. I feel depressed. And my parents are so-and-so my spouse is so-and-so, my friends are like this, and they start to focus on all the things that are negative and all the things that they do not want in your life. But one thing you have to know is that whatever we focus on in life, that's what we get. If you keep focusing on, for example, the fat in our tummy, and we're like, oh, this fat in my tummy, yeah, I don't want this fat in my tummy, Where, where's your focus at? Your focus is on how you have fat. But you have to shift your focus from what you don't want to actually what you do want. So instead of focusing on the fat in your tummy, if you want to lose weight, focus on what it would feel like when you are fit. Focus on what it would feel like when you're exercising and you're sweating And you feel that energy and and imagine yourself day in and day out as you're exercising. Imagine yourself getting fitter and fitter, forming ab muscles and feeling good and feeling happy and proud of yourself. Because if you're focusing on that, naturally you're going to start stepping more into the things that you focus on. So decide on what you want so that you have something to move toward. And from that, think about what is stopping you from actually getting it. So for example, to quit smoking. What is stopping you from being able to quit smoking? Maybe it's the belief that, oh, if I quit smoking, I'm going to be stressed out. Or maybe it's the thought of, oh, if I stop smoking, when I go out for dinners and all my friends are smoking, I'm going to feel left out and I'm scared that I won't be able to have that social interaction that a lot of people have when they're smoking. So identifying what is preventing you from stopping is really important. So step number one, as I said, is to decide what you want Whether it's to quit smoking, to lose weight, or whatever. And what is preventing you from having it now? And now step number two is to get leverage. And how you do this is by associating massive pain to not changing now. And massive pleasure to the experience of changing now. So when you start to associate a lot of pain to a certain behavior, it does something to you in your brain and how you associate things. So for example, touching fire. We know not to do that because we associate massive pain to touching fire. So if you're able to link a lot of pain to a certain behavior that you do not want, you're going to stop doing that. And in order for that to happen, you have to think of the change as a must. Oftentimes, we think, oh, we should stop smoking. Oh, we should wake up earlier. Oh, I should do this. But when it's a should, we tell ourselves, oh, I should do this, but it's okay if I don't. It's not such a big deal if I don't change. And if you think like that, You won't change. But if you really want to change, you have to think of it as a must. I must change. Because if we know that it's a must, we will figure out a way to change. For example, let's say you're thinking to yourself, Oh, like, it it would be nice if I can run, go out for exercise, but I just cannot run. But if you are in a must situation, let's say there is a tiger chasing you, let me tell you, I guarantee that you're going to be running so fast, you're not going to think twice about it. And that way, if you think about it, you started running because it all of a sudden became a must. Like you must run or else, right? Like there's a tiger chasing you. So it's not that you can't run. It's that you, it just wasn't a must for you. So if you really want to change, you have to reach that pain threshold where you know that you must change now. So how can we do that? One is to ask ourselves these pain-inducing questions. For example, whatever it is that you want to stop doing, ask yourself, what will it cost you if you don't change? You know, what is it costing you mentally, emotionally, physically, financially, spiritually? How will the people that you really care about be affected if you don't change? This is a quick exercise that I did with one of my clients who wants to stop smoking. So I asked her, if you continue on in this habit of smoking, what is it going to cost you 10 years from now? And she started to think and she said, oh, if I don't stop smoking, I'll probably be looking older, you know, aging skin, yellow teeth, I might be diagnosed with cancer, all these different things. And for me, the reason why I don't smoke is because when I was young in elementary school, they would bring all these videos and photos of what smoking does to people and to their body. And they would show us a video of someone with a hole in their throat because they had to have surgery because of all the nicotine and all the negative things that smoking has done. So they had to have surgery and this person could barely make sound. They had yellow teeth and they showed the photo of their lungs and it was just black. It was just so gross And they would show the smoke going into their body and what it does to them and how it affects their brain. And I was just like, oh my gosh, like why would anyone do this to themselves, you know? And so because I started to associate massive fear of becoming like that and also pain of just like, wow, I never want that for my life. I just don't want to look like that and I don't want to feel like that and I, want, I don't want to choose that life for myself, I immediately, like, I just, I stay away from it and I've never tried smoking. And so feeling that massive pain. And then from the pain is to start associating pleasure with changing. So ask yourself, questions that would induce pleasure and changing. So for example, asking yourself things like, okay, if I do change, what would that make me feel like? How much would my life be happier if I start to change now? What kind of momentum would I create if I change This habit in my life starting now. So with the client that I was working with, the second question I asked her is about, okay, if if you stop smoking today and you start to choose healthier habits, what would your life look like 10 years from now? As opposed to 10 years from now, oh, when you're smoking? And she started to imagine, wow, I would be so fit, I would feel confident, I would be healthy, I would be much more focused, and I would breathe better and I would feel much more attractive. And so she is associating that pleasure with the thought of changing now. And step number three is to interrupt that limiting pattern. So do something that will interrupt that pattern that is triggering that bad habit. For example, going back to the example of smoking, um, the client said, Oh, I, I feel like I want to smoke when I, go, when I have a day and it's just really stressful. I go through the day and I worked a lot. And when I feel overwhelmed or stressed, I want to start smoking. So then when, when you start to feel overwhelmed or stressed, you have to interrupt the pattern with something that is totally out of the norm. So an example that Tony Robbins gives in his book on how you can interrupt that pattern is to, for example, when you feel like smoking, to just jump up, look at the sky and yell in like the most idiotic tone, hallelujah, my feet don't stink. Like just totally random, but it just interrupts the pattern. And all of a sudden you're not thinking about smoking because you're Like you did something that is totally out of the norm and maybe there are people staring and it just breaks that pattern, right? And the more and more you start to interrupt this pattern again and again, you're building a new neural pathway which will gradually weaken that bad habit. And step number four is to create a new empowering alternative. So find an empowering way to get pleasure that old, unhelpful behavior was giving you. My client says she smokes because it makes her feel less stressed and more relaxed. So that's the pleasure that she's getting from smoking. But I asked her, okay, what are are other empowering, more healthier habits that actually give you the same feeling of being relaxed and not as stressed? And she started thinking about brainstorming all these different things. Well, actually, I find myself feeling happier and less stressed when, you know, I exercise. Or, oh, when I listen to good music. You know, little things like that. So we have all these alternatives that is actually giving you the same pleasure as smoking, but in in a different way. And step number five is to condition this new pattern until it is consistent. So rehearsing the new empowering alternative again and again with tremendous emotional intensity until it becomes like a habitual behavior. So keep imagining that next time you're out with your friends and you feel like you want to smoke, imagine yourself gaining control over your action and instead of smoking, choosing to Take choosing to do that, the healthier alternative that you chose. And final step is to test it and to see if it actually works. Think about, okay, is this actually working? Let's say you always smoke after a long, stressful day. Imagine having a long, stressful day. And at the end of that day, see if you still want to smoke or if you have conditioned yourself enough to choose a better habit. So those are the six steps of neuroassociative conditioning as laid out by Tony Robbins in his book Awaken the Giant Within. And this is something that I use with my clients who want to form healthier habits and it is really helpful in getting you to change anything you want in your life. Obviously this takes work. It's a mind workout, you know. You are exercising your mind to associate massive pain to the unhelpful pattern or behavior and associating massive pleasure to the idea of you changing. If you really want to change something in your life, I really want to encourage you to take this time, to take this seriously and to just walk yourself through these six steps. Because these six steps are how you can hack your brain so that your brain can work for you and not against you so i hope this was helpful i wanted to do this episode about this because because i feel like this is something that a lot of you would find useful and getting one step closer to the person that you want to be so i hope you guys have a wonderful weekend and thank you so much for joining me on another episode if you found this helpful, be sure to share with a friend, share it on social media, and tag me at Sharon Killonhan. And if you want to actually work with me one-on-one and be my client, you can go to SharonKillonHan.com, sign up for a free consultation call where you can tell me exactly what you want to achieve and see if it makes sense for us to work together. So hope you guys have a wonderful day and see you guys in the next episode.